Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Kristen Darcy. Kristen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was looking so forward to uh, being on your show, so thank you. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. And for everyone listening, let me just give them a little background on you. Kristen Darcy, she actually offers coaching services to individuals who are challenged with infertility and facing a divorce. She is the author of Girlfriend to Girlfriend, A Fertility Companion, and Love and Infertility, Survival Strategies for Balancing Infertility, Marriage, and Life, which actually received Resolve's 2009 Hope Award for Best Book. Now, she's also been highlighted in national media, including the Today Show, Women's World Magazine, uh, PBS Health, and the Boston Globe. And her latest support offering is Making Dads, Everything a Man Needs to Know When Dealing with Male Infertility. Kristen, do me a favor. Would you would you help us get an idea of how you got started doing this incredible work that you do? Well, you know what, Ken? I didn't think I would be doing this because, you know, at 22, I opened my own preschool learning center. Mm. And I got this old grocery store, if you can imagine. And each day I had 51 little babies and a huge staff of, you know, 28 teachers. And... For me, it was nirvana. Like I would go to work every day and, and, you know, my sister would come into my, you know, my learning center and say to me, how do you stand the noise? But for me, (laughs) it wasn't wasn't noise. It was just like all these little beautiful voices, right? And then, you know, fast forward, I was, you know, owning my own company. I had my own home. I was the, you know, president of the Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, really type A driven, write the goal, make it happen kind of girl, right? And then when it came time for me to start creating my family, it just didn't happen. And like the months ticked into a half a year and then it ticked into a year. And, you know, I got that medical diagnosis of infertility. And, you know, to be honest with you, I was like, are you, are you serious? Like, how could that have happened? You know, where did that come from? And, you know, of course, every day I was surrounded by all these babies. And I went from this woman who could, you know, make a goal, take action steps, kind of make it happen and, you know, overcome that fear and and get to that fortitude and bravery to this chick who couldn't even get dressed in the morning. Like it just became everything Mm -hmm. that I couldn't achieve a pregnancy. And so I watched the changes in me that were pretty swift and quick and, you know, was astonished by them. And, you know, I had surgery and went through high, you know, tech fertility treatments. And then I got that call, you know, you're pregnant. And 
that that was like the the joy upon joy, right? And unfortunately for me, it was an atopic pregnancy. So the day before Thanksgiving, I was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance and they told my family, you better come because, you know, there's a possibility that she's going to, you know, she's going to lose the baby, but we might lose her because I was internally bleeding so terribly. Mm-hmm. And I woke up from that um, like a broken person and I thought, wow, uh there's no place but up, right? So I had this really heated conversation with God <laughs> and said, oh, no, it's not going down like this, buddy. <laughs> You're going to bring in my babies, and I'm going to commit to helping other women and men not feel this. And so that was over 20 years ago, um, and I'm still, you know, focused on helping people create their families or, and balance your family. And so that's how I got to be here with you today. And it's, you know, I, it was miraculous to come to the other end. So um, that was a long answer to your question, but that's how I got here today. No, thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. And, and I really I, I want to commend you for your passion and your commitment. And, you know, it's obviously a, a big concern for a lot of people if they're in that situation. And to not have support around it, I, I remember a, a very dear friend of mine um, who uh, the first time she was pregnant, she lost the baby. And she was like, there's no like it's a total like shit show, basically, to try and find information to support you in this. And she was just like, you know, doing all the searching and whatever. And to have people like you that are committed to supporting people in different situations like this is so, so valuable. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. Um, way back when, there was really Resolve, which is the National Organization for Infertility, which was founded here in Massachusetts. And, you know, it wasn't out of the closet as it is now. Mm-hmm. And even with all the thoughtful communication and conversation and awareness and advocacy that's happening for fertility rights, for um, you know uh, insurance coverage, all those people who are working for that, the, the underlining feeling or emotion behind it is, you know, uncertainty, confusion, shame, and, you know, over the course of my professional, you know, life working within the fertility area, those emotional feelings don't change. And so I feel so badly for that, you know, for for that friend of yours, because that is echoed so many times through so many men and women. And then that's the driver to keep, you know, to keep going about this, that, you know, you're not alone. One in six couples or, or women are going to experience infertility. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, is up from one in eight just a few years ago. So it's it's staggering. I think it's 7.2 million people or oh. or some staggering statistic. Yeah, no, it's... and. You know, it is it's it's a giant thing. And obviously we we talk about partnership here. And so that's obviously all about partnership and not just the process of starting a family, but also the support when things don't go as we planned. 
So I want to ask you, because I'm, I'm wondering for you, what, what do you use as, I call it a guiding principle. Some people, for them, it's a quote, a mantra, a touchstone. What's your, your safe haven? What's the thing that brings you back on course when you get a little bit off in the weeds regarding your partnerships? I, I really use um, all is well right now. Hmm. And I do that to remind me that, you know, the source of certainty and grounded, grounding you is forever present, right? And it's that little ego or that fear voice inside that gets you wobbly, right? And even when you're in that tangle within another partnership or with another person, it's it's all all is well because that is mirroring something to you that you need to learn or that you need to look at. There's a part of you that maybe feels unloved or a part of you that feels um, insecure or rejected, right? So when you're within partnerships, for me, I look at them as a mirror, right? That that person's brought to me to bring me closer to that divine source that's within me all the time. I hope that doesn't sound too wooey. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You can't get too wooly on my show. It's impossible. Okay. <laughs> no, I, see, I have, a, I have a belief, and that is that woo-woo is only woo-woo until it's what you do. Yeah, right, right. And it's true about anything, right? It's like any kind of alternative health is like, oh, it's alternative, and still you do it, and then it's mainstream. Right, right. So it's just, and it's just the exposure that we all need to get. So thank you for bringing that. So one of the things we do on the show, and our, our guests love this, is or our, our audience loves it, and I hope the guests do too, uh, <laughs> is that uh, you know our guests are really generous. They're, they're fabulous at sharing their own personal journeys in partnership. So I'd love to ask you, Kristen, like, would you take us to a time in your life when you kind of tripped up in a partnership? And just what was that story? What were you doing? How did you trip up? And, and what did you ultimately learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Oh, it's just... This is awesome. I'm going to go back in time a little bit to when I did have my preschool. Mm -hmm. And it circles back to that time in my life that I was really not in a great place, right? And I had this amazing family therapist that worked within my school. And he did training for my staff and my parents. And, you know, he was just a really great friend of mine. And, you know, he was married, he had his own children. And um, around the time that I had that horrific loss, I called him and was really awfulizing and said, you know, I called him and I said, you're not going to believe what's going down and I'm having this issue and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was waiting for that, that a girl, you know, I was waiting for that. It's going to be okay, Kristen, all is well, don't worry about it. And because we were so good friends, he said to me, um, you know what? I don't even recognize you. You are in such a state of scarcity. I can't even find you anymore. And I got so upset with him, Ken. I was like, oh, yeah? And I hung up on him. And then after a little reflection, you know, I called him back. And, and he was the come and get you guy I needed, right? He was the one who called me and called me out, right? So fast forward to when I wrote my book and when I speak about my journey, 
he was really the guy. He was my guy. He was my best friend. He he was like going to tell me it straight from the hip, right? <laughs> so so after that, I wrote about this, not in a way to make him feel badly or anything, but just to say, like, you know, you were the guy who came and saved me that day. And as soon as he said those words to me, you know, you're in a state of scarcity. I was like, dang, you're right. Man, I have so many things to be grateful for. And I'm only focusing on that, that part that I don't have, right? That baby. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote the book and then the second book, he's included in it. And it's this story, Ken. And he called me and he's like, you know, Kristen, of all of our relationship, that's what people know of us. <laughs> that I was that guy. And and I was like, oh, my Lord, I never thought of it from his point of view. I never thought of how that would feel for him. Because for me, he was he was so loving. Mm-hmm. But for him to talk about it in that way, it was kind of like a slam to him. Uh. And so I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I just I didn't realize that it would, you know, fall on a tender part. So we move through that. But I use that story as when you build your team or partnership, you need a person that's going to tell you what it is when it is, right? Absolutely. So I think that was that was a big one for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've yet to meet someone who likes to be told they're in scarcity. Right. Because the reason we don't like it is we know it's true. Right. That's why it hits so hard. And you're right. We need those people in our life. The people that just say, oh, you're great and just, you know, sugarcoat everything. They don't help us. No, I, exactly. And like, it's trusting that you can handle it. That's the gift they give you. I'm going to put it to you straight and I know you can handle this. When people are coddling you, they're saying you can't handle it. It's very right. invalidating. They don't think about it, but it's very invalidating. Right. So right. in the moment, yeah, we hang up. Right? We're like, screw you, buddy. I don't need to hear this. You're supposed to be my friend. You're not my biffle anymore, and I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then when we get some space in there, we go, I need to hear that. Yeah. And sometimes it takes hearing it. A bunch of times because we're that resistant but you're absolutely right that's true partnership is not being afraid to make the person mad or uncomfortable yeah or have or, or take that step to fix it yeah so absolutely and again that's trusting your partner that they can handle it right you're speaking to the truth of the moment as opposed to, you know, lashing out or accusing. You're just going, I don't even know you. Like, where have you gone? Right. Because they do I've have that perspective on you. I've been accused of being a Pollyanna. <laughs> Say that again? I, was, I have been accused of being a Pollyanna, right? So mm-hmm. for him for him to say that at that moment is it was perfect. Yep. And it goes back to my saying, you know, all is well at this moment. And it did feel well, but it still was divinely perfect for what yes. I needed at that second. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's do this. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. 
Okay. And now what I'd love to have you share with us is a story of one of your proudest partnership moments. You know, maybe it's romantic, maybe it's family, maybe it's career, whatever it is. But this is one of those times where every time you think of it, you just can't help but smile and, and go, man, that was cool. What's yeah. one of those? Well, I have to tell you the story. Um, so I work with women and men going through infertility. Mm -hmm. And um, on one occasion, I was in my office and I had a couple and this gentleman came in with his wife and he was just an amazing guy. He was so thoughtful, so considerate, so plugged in. And he was a big, huge man, you know, tall guy and his wife, you know, he just adored her. And this night they came in and he just broke him. He was working full time. He's going to school full time. He was taking care of his wife and working on their family and also taking care of a friend who was going through cancer and his friend passed. And then they found out the cycle didn't work. So he came into my office and for the first time when I looked at him and I said to him, you know, how you doing? And he lost it. And it was like one of those moments we just talked about for me, he was the rock, you know, he was the foundation and uh, he just lost it. And so I asked his wife if she would leave because I, I got the feeling or sense if she wasn't there, he would, you know, break down if he needed to. And she did. And we had this conversation and, and afterwards when he left, I thought, Oh geez, I I'm failing men going through fertility. So I have this really great friend and her name is Sarah and she has this blog ready. It's called don't cook your balls. <laughs> and she it is a scientist and mm -hmm. they just developed an in-home, uh, fertility male, you know, semen analysis kit. Mm. And I called her and I said, Hey, um, I'm not doing a great job supporting men through fertility. And as a matter of fact, you know, this was five years ago, six years ago, there wasn't a lot of conversation around that. And so I called her up and I said, Hey, I need a partner in crime. Would you do this with me? And at the time we called it, it's a guy thing. And we've changed the name to making dads because we found out it was, there was a chick flick called it's a guy thing. Oh. <laughs> so we come together each year the week leading up to Father's Day, and we're two girls talking about sperm, talking about everything about a man's reproductive health and, and how that is an indicator for a man's overall health. And we have so much fun. And, and people say to us, like, we'll have, we have the leaders in, you know, the fertil male fertility, uh, you know, on emotional, physical, spiritual, you know, holistic approach for it. And it's strange because they get these emails from two girls and we say, hey, we want you to talk about what you know about guys' parts, okay? And they're like, all right. And so it, I look forward to this weekend because it's, it's so out of my comfort zone <laughs> mm -hmm. and we're, you know, I feel like we're, we're really bringing voice to, to men and we're goofy through the whole thing. It's just like gives us permission to, 
you know, kind of talk different, if that was a way to say it, <laughs> about something so personal, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so much in that that I love. But one of the things I really love is what you said right at the end. You said, it's kind of out of your comfort zone. Yes. And my work with, with partnership is one of the truths of partnership is that partnership is outside of our comfort zone. Our comfort zone is self-preservation. Right. It's all about us. Right. So if you're going to be in partnership, whether it's in the way you guys are in education and support, or whether it's in a romantic relationship or a business relationship, true partnership requires you to choose the things that are the least comfortable of the two options. Because right. the most comfortable is always the one that just includes you, where you don't have to think about anybody else. That's easy. That's comfortable. Right. But it's taking that step and going, yeah, I look forward to this, and it still freaks me out. It's still right. not my most comfortable place, but I know the contribution. I know the greater good that gets created by this partnership. So thank you for doing that. That's enormous. Oh, thank you. And the other thing I love is that you talked about being goofy. Oh, gosh. And the reason I say that is I've been working with energy work for over 20 years now. And one of the things I, I realized a long time ago is that amusement is the energetic solvent of the world. So as long as we have a little levity, we can be goofy about it. We can joke about it. Even if it's as simple as going, oh, I did it again. That keeps the energy moving. It's when we get serious that everything sees us up like concrete and gets stuck. Right. I love that. So the more you that. can have it be playful, the more right. things can keep moving. Right. Right. I love that. And yeah. that's so important for men who are listening to this, right? Mm -hmm. Because first of all, you know, from my experience, that it's such an uncomfortable conversation to have about, you know, your your sperm count and how that affects you as in your manhood. I don't know, but I know what I hear and I know how it is for women. And it's so important for men to come. We call it the man cave, you know, come out of that cave and, you know, you know, put your toe in here and listen. If you don't it, just listen, if you want or join the conversation. So I just love that. I, I love that image. Yeah, and it is. I mean, all these things are part of our identities that we've been trained in since childhood. Right. And whether it be for a woman to have a baby, for a man to be able to create a baby, those are like, well, that's part of being a human being. You failed as a human. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty base level, like foundational who we're supposed to be. Right. And it rocks your world. Yes. And of course, that's natural that we would kind of hide it and mask it and not want the world to know. Right. So yeah, providing that oasis for people to come in and actually be supported and be understood and, and accepted and loved in spite of that is a right. huge, huge, huge gift. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. So I want to ask you about because we kind of got to a point in the show, I call it bring it all home. This is where we start to wrap things up and, and skip. We move away from the stories. Now we go into some specific details and, and concrete pieces that people can walk away with, right? Little little nuggets to take home. Mm -hmm. And the first one I want to ask you about, Kristen, is what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received? I love this phrase. And 
I actually teach it to my children <laughs> because, you know, there's that saying, people ask questions not to listen, but to form the answer that they want to answer. Yes. And to also protect them, you know, or, or you know, position them. And I love the phrase, I understand and to use that in your toolbox that when you're in a situation with a partner regardless if it's your your you know romantic partner or your children or a business partner to use that saying i understand as oxygen for your whole system right your energetic system your emotional system your body and you know take that deep breath and just say oh i understand um, because I feel like I feel like the problems within personally for me or overall for partnerships is that sometimes the communication misses. And if you just sprinkle that in during a conversation, it just brings certainty and calm to it. Did no, I love that. I love that. And obviously part of what you were referencing there with the whole, idea of, you know, most people listen to plan their next comment, <laughs> which is very, very true. Um, that's part of the I understand is that you actually have to listen in order to have the right to say that. Right. You can't just throw it in like because you think that's the thing that makes people happy. <laughs> right. Oh, I just have to say I understand whenever and then she'll think I'm listening. You know, it's like, no, because that'll come out. You have to actually be present. And you don't have to fix it. You don't have to you know, take it someplace and do something with it. You just have to take it in, accept it, appreciate it. And when we Correct. do that, it gives a person more space to open further. Correct. So in in the real time, if you're within a partnership and you're talking or maybe you're coming to compromise or or coming to a solution and you feel yourself, you know, triggered, you know, I use the word triggered, like you're going to defend yourself, you're going to defend your position and having that awareness of like, uh oh, you know, uh oh, okay, we need to, you know, put up a, a a a pause here. Is that thoughtful? I understand. You're right. You have to come from your heart when you say that, not as, <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, buddy, I understand. It's that heart centered, heart opened. I understand. You know, it just uh, dissolves dissolve the conflict or dissolve the stalemate or the, the confusion and brings in that calm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this thing, Kristen. If you had to pick just one, mm -hmm. what book or resource would you recommend to our listeners about partnership and why? Oh, my goodness. That's such a great, great um, question. Um Oh, off the top of my head, I'm I'm a little stuck. I I, I want to mention my my friend Sarah, uh, my friend um, Tamara Green's book, mm -hmm. and it's you know um, live calm with cancer and beyond, because the strategy she shares within that with the trauma for living with cancer, you know those. You can take those and move them in any part of your life, you know, in any part of of where you're going. And, you know, 
Tamara Green, uh, you know, sh she is uh, um, a therapist and, you know, her quick little story is her husband, you know, she helped her husband live calm through cancer. Yeah, we had them on the show a little while back. Yeah, I love that book uh, um, because, you know, it's her story and David's story, but it's so full of um, other strategies that you can apply within your own personal way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely not just in that container of if you're going through a cancer situation in your in your life. It applies everywhere. Totally, right. totally true. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. So, Kristen, I mean, it's pretty clear that we've only scratched the surface. <laughs> There's lots and lots more we could share here, but we just don't have the time. So can you do us a favor? Would you please let our listeners know how they can contact you, how they can learn more about what you do? Sure. I would love for them to visit my website, and it's just my name, KristenDarcy.com. And go ahead and, you know, if if you're so moved, and I really encourage you to, just to sign up for a 15-minute laser se session. And during that session, you know, we would really focus on, you know, your family, if you like, or it could be your business family or your home family, your family family, or your neighborhood family. And, you know, focus on bringing balance within those areas and certainty. So I really would uh, encourage people to visit my website. There's so many free downloads and um, resources there, too. Excellent. So I, Excellent. that that's how they would be able to find me. <laughs> Fantastic. And as our regular listeners know, and if you're new to the show, I always have those links posted on the show page. So all you'd have to do, if you didn't get a chance to jot that down, just go to speakingofpartnership.com, type in Kristen's name, and you'll go straight to the page that has the interview, the show notes, and at the bottom you'll see the links directly to her, her website so you can get all that great stuff that she just mentioned. Well, Kristen... Thank you again. I really, really appreciate you sharing your stories, your insights. They've been incredible. I know our, our listeners have learned a ton from this, and, and I, I'm going to be digesting this for a while. This is fantastic. Thank, Thank you so again for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.